Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and we have joining us today Anton Mazgavoy. He is the CTO at Human IQ. Welcome, Anton. Hi there, everyone. So, Anton, Human IQ is a really interesting company. Why don't you give our audience a little overview about what it is you do? Um, so, here, uh, actually, it, it's very interesting uh, the way you pronounce uh, Humanique, Human IQ. Oh. Human IQ. <laughs> Uh, no, everything everything is uh, is good. Uh, it, it's actually very interesting because our targeted market um, is is Africa. Uh, so let me tell you a bit about well, again, like humanic, humanique, human IQ. Why why is it everything that we do? It, it all falls under all of this, you know, like uh, the same name though it could be uh, you know spelled in three different ways. So uh, we provide social and financial services for the unbanked. Um, so that is why we currently operate in 10 African countries. Um, when I say social and financial services, why those you know, two things go together? Because they're based on three main pillars uh, what, of what we do. So number one, we create digital identities uh, for those who don't have government IDs. Number two is that we provide crypto wallets using our hybrid um, blockchain as an alternative to the banking system. And then number three is that we provide uh, secure and free communication services uh, for those who lack it. So would it be any peer-to-peer uh, services you can imagine, marketplaces, uh, you know, chats, everything like that. And uh, since Africa, uh, besides again, African dialects uh, is mostly English and French speaking again, outside of Swahili or Afrikaans, uh, it really depends on the language as how you pronounce it, whether it be humanic or humanique, right? Or would it be human IQ as more um, I would call people from U.S. or Canada because I'm based in Canada, so that's how would I pronounce it. Wow. I, I mean, such a huge undertaking. Um, just to give our audience an idea about how important this is, do you have any percentages or numbers that, that you can throw out to give us an idea of how big this issue is? Um, yes. So on, just to give you a clear example of how big the issue is, uh, in 2018, uh, the term unbanked, is still vague, so it's unregulated. So you and I can speak about different things uh, as to what the unbanked means. So in simple words, uh, the World Bank has, has estimated that there are more than 2 billion adults that either don't have access to the banking system for whatever hurdles they might have, or they just simply don't have any uh, possibilities, or they just don't pass any criteria that the banks would have. So pretty much there are more than 2 billion people they don't have access to the banking system worldwide. Wow, I mean, that is that is huge. And you also bring up the, the fact that you're helping people and communities get ID identification cards. Um, you know, that is, that is also a very interesting segment for me is, you know, how do you give these people IDs? How do you check, you know, who they really are and, and get them the proper identification? Um, the identification problem has, uh, has always been an issue ever since we remember ourselves. Uh, the way we try to tackle this problem is the technology standpoint. So what happens is that every user that joins our platform uh, goes through the biometric identification system. 
So we uh, we take two images of uh, of the human being. So first of all is the image to identify whether it's a unique face, something that we've never seen before. And then number two is the second image uh, where we actually verify whether it is a live human being, whether it is uh, a photo of an actual human face, right? Rather than a photo of a photo of a human face. And um, so pretty much ever since then, we're not actually storing your picture, right? We're not storing your face. We're rather storing the descriptor, which is pretty much, again, just like a hash sum of your uh, of your digital identity, and and that starts, and that's and that's where the, your path of you know uh, digitalizing your identity starts. Because ever since then, our partners, right? So any business that joins Humanic Platform, any startup or any service that we provide on the platform is able to safely and secure use that descriptor to actually identify you on the platform. So whether you're trying to make a payment, uh, again, you just simply can take a picture of your face and that would pretty much again verify that you is you. So what Humanic is doing is that we're not saying that, for example, um, the person that looks like Anton Moskovo is actually Anton Moskovo, but we're saying is that uh, a unique biological human being, right? That looks like uh, this person is that person. So we're not, uh, that's just the very first step in actually uh, making sure that people do get uh, government, uh, you know, realized identities. As, so number one is pretty much as our step is just creating that standard, creating that format that other companies can adopt and then start using. And that's a long route ahead, you know, just working with the governments, making sure that they do accept uh, this format identification. And providing people with identity and providing people with a place to control their own finances, you know, whether it be a crypto wallet or a bank of some kind, you know, you're essentially giving people freedom. What, what I'd like to say about Humanic is that uh, it's a platform of opportunities. So we're not here uh, as an NGO. We're not of, you know, we're not a charity fund. Uh, and then we're not just yet another, uh, I would say, um, conventional business. What I would like to call it is a platform of opportunities. So we we're here providing these three basic pillars, right? So identification, uh, financing, right? So pretty much that sending, storing, accepting, et cetera, et cetera. And then number three, that's the most important part is the communication piece, right? So that's how our interaction between humans, between services happen. And then on top of that, you add additional value services. So would it be online education? Would it be remote work? Would it be uh, online aid or you know, micro aid? Or would it be, again, telemedicine? So anything, any, anything on that level adds just additional values. Um, so you know, whoever joins Humanic is just yet another um, it's not yet another platform. It is a platform of opportunities. For those who seek the opportunity, we'll take it. Um, for those who don't look for it, well, we won't be able to help them. I love that you put that. It's it's a platform of opportunity, and and that's truly what it is. Can you give us a few of your humanic use cases where you're seeing this in action? Uh, absolutely. Um, so again, humanic. So first of all, uh, I would like to mention our emission model. Um, so since since when when Humanic was just uh, you know at the inception level, we decided that well yet even though uh, the mobile phones has become something personal, something on uh, you know so something that would belong strictly to you, uh, and the price they drop dimetrically every single year, yet they're still too expensive for the majority of the population. Um, so that is why we decided that uh, we created this emission model, which states that. Uh, every unique human being, and that's something that we guarantee 
with the identification piece is entitled to receive the predefined set of HMPU tokens. So we would like to call it as an initial capital that you can use to actually buy the mobile phone through which you can get access to remote jobs or to online education. So we're working with uh, different partners in different directions for our users to actually get access to remote jobs. So that's that's one use case. Another use case is actually uh, very cheap and remote education. So we're working with different partners in Europe and US as to where, how you can get a, uh, a very cheap online uh, education. So online uh, degree that would be accredited in the US. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's a long way route in terms of how you can actually get making sure that people do get accepted and then they do get, well, in terms of how they will get paid and then how will they get subsidized and then what's going to happen throughout the course. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty exciting. Um, tell us a little bit about the Humanic Expedition. Yes. So um, Humanic Global, I would say the expedition was, was just like a final step, right, of, of, the, of the bigger challenge that we had, and we called it Humanic Global Challenge. Uh, so that happened last year in 2017. Uh, so we've accumulated a um, total number of startups participating of more than 450 startups. Um, so that was the total number of participants. What happened is that they went through uh, several steps of, you know, going through uh, the review of their business model, of their technical uh, progress, of their actual uh, products that they want to achieve. And then the final outcome, the three winners, right, of the Humana Global Challenge, uh, together with us, uh, we went to Kenya uh, on the expedition to make sure that uh, the executives, right, so we're talking about CEOs, the CEOs of those startups, would actually meet their real clients, the real people, right? And then would have a chance to uh, pretty much like in a form of a hackathon, create a product uh, based on their product or on our product or, you know, a joint thing uh, that would help solve the problem of their users. So that was, that was, um, that was more like an intention for the, you know, the businesses that would like to join our platform and then would like to work on and operate on our platform would have a real touch of the human beings they, they try to help. So it's not the figures, it's not the metrics or the KPIs that they just try to you know, overcome. It's the real people behind everything on that. That's fantastic. Such, such a wonderful community that you are creating here. Thank you very much. Thank you, Julia. And so let's talk a little bit about you know, your, your user base and how people, people are using that to grow different, different things. Sure. Um, so currently, again, as, um, as I would like to say, because now I'm checking in every single morning and the figure is growing. Uh, so we have more than 334,000 uh, users. So we, we add like five to 6,000 users every single day now. Uh, and um, so you would like to ask, well, what are the, all of those users doing? Uh, so there's several uh, baseline products that we add and then we emphasize on users joining. Uh, so again, as I've mentioned, it all starts with the communication part and with the communication piece and the wallet piece out there. So from the wallet piece, that's where users can actually operate on the P2P uh, exchange platform. So they can exchange schematics, uh, you know, from, from the mobile money to uh, pretty much any single object, uh, whether it's service, object, goods, whatever. So that's, that's the baseline product. Now, on top of that, we also add additional services. So we also launched Humanic Stories, 
recently, and that product allows users to actually share and and you know share the stories, the success stories, their own success stories, right? And then read about others, and then actually you know vote for whatever stories you know is there, and actually uh, making sure that they're you know, that the the winners were you know the, the winners to get prizes. Uh, we also plan on adding um, more services on that, so based on the fundraising, uh, so that the users would be able. Um, to actually create their own fundraising pages, describing what and why do they need funding for, uh, to make sure that the other users on the platform and outside of the platform would be also able to fund um, that uh, well, that beginning. There's so many ways to be involved with Humanic. Um, you know that you're you're mentioning so many of them. You also are open source, so people can contribute in that way as well. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So um, first of all, our client, right, and then uh, well, pretty much our code base. It is open. It is open on the GitHub. Uh, more than that, we also have an open API. So there are more than uh, 100 API endpoints. They're available, and pretty much everything that we uh, have on our platform is, you know, is open. So anybody can actually, you know, join and work uh, on the same platform, create their products or their apps on the platform, or simply select uh, specific use cases, right? Or simply select specific needs for your platform. Um, so for example, for one of our platforms, uh, for, sorry, for one of our uh, business partners, uh, they only needed the verification piece uh, for their, again, online education courses because they wanted to make sure that uh, they do know what person is taking uh, the exams. So to make sure that it is exactly the same person, you know, throughout the entire course. Uh, so they didn't need the wallet piece, right? They didn't need the communication piece, but what, what they needed is the identification piece. So they simply selected the endpoints for that. And that's and that's how they interact with Humana. Um, so what we're also saying is that, as I've mentioned in here, there's so many uh, different aspects that we focus and that we work on and the problems are big. Uh, and then what we're saying is that they're too big for a company, but they're never too big for, uh, you know, a group, a consortium of companies. So that is why we're open to any communication, any uh, cooperation. And if you see, uh, if you do see any synergies, right, in, in uh, issues and problems that we're trying to solve or that we're working on, uh, we're always open and then we're always there, you know, to help or to work together. That's fantastic. So, and when it comes to, you know, boots on the ground, you have a very large ambassador program. So tell me a little bit about the ambassador program, the ambassadors themselves, and then the user experience for people who are experiencing Humanic uh, in their community. Um, absolutely. So uh, I'll start with uh, why eventually we even started the ambassador program. Uh, why do we need it? So uh, the problem is, is that the users that we try to help, that we try to touch, they're not, you can't find them online. You can simply run Facebook or, you know, Google ads campaign. And then, you know, that's how would you acquire your new users? Um, those users, they're not online. So you either have to find a way to access them or you wouldn't succeed. And uh, the way we thought about this problem is that we would create human referral networks. So what it means is that um, it's not it's not just you know a problem of finding a user. It's also a problem of educating a user. So even if you have a you know a simple uh, use case saying, well, if you do start using this, right? If you start using this, this is how will you benefit? Uh, it's not always clear and obvious, 
right, for, for every mm-hmm. customer, every user that you might have. So there's a bit of educational lag in here. So that is why um, we found uh, the very first uh, well set of ambassadors. So the people that are very proactive in their local communities, the people that already are aware of cryptocurrencies or aware, uh, you know, aware of uh, you know mobile tech that is out there that is available. So what we gave them is that we gave them an opportunity, right, to pretty much uh, well, describe all of that to their local communities and see if that helps. So we um, we make sure that they have an opportunity to actually be proactive in their community, and that's and that's how the program started to work. Uh, so we do have currently more than forty ambassadors. Uh, we actually have ambassadors in thirteen countries. So even the countries where we don't operate, uh, because we're already aligned and planning, you know, to go further and further. Um, so the reason why we're open, fully open, only in ten countries, because uh, well, even though we're a cryptocurrency company, uh, we tend to work legally. Uh, so, so that is why we're communicating with the local governments, with regulatory uh, uh, groups there, just to make sure that we're not, you know, we're not, a, we're pretty much like you know, abiding with all the laws that are there. Um, so that is why the ambassadors program um, is there for two reasons. So number one is for us to always have that immediate feedback about the users, right, that we're trying to help and we're trying to work with. Uh, and then number two, for us, it's a way to find and to access all of those closed communities that are pretty much closed for the rest of the world, but they're, you know, they're just you know, successful and happy living their own there. That's just so wonderful that you're bringing, bringing all these people together for a common good. Tell me a little bit about your background and and how you got started with Humanique. Um, sure. So originally I'm from the Ukraine, um, so that's that's where I was born. So pretty much again, and uh, I, I've seen I've seen two sides, you know, two sides of the world because I was raised in Ukraine, but uh, then at the age of 15 I started uh, studying at the University of Toronto at uh, Toronto, Canada, and uh, that's that's where I got graduated. Uh, then I was working at the BMO, so that's the Bank of Montreal. So my background was it always was involved with uh, finance, with uh, fintech. Um, I also uh, founded uh, my own startup, Finlet. It was based on uh, predefinable algorithmic scoring. Uh, and then I exited. And uh, back in 2017, uh, I got to know Alex Fork, which is, which is our CEO. Uh, and then pretty much ever since I learned about the problem that he was working, I got in love because um, being, you know, seeing this pretty much like, you know, the world from two sides, so back in Ukraine, and then in Canada, I've seen it, I've seen it, you know, in all aspects. So I decided that I would really want to join the team uh, and the background and the technology that I do bring and the expertise that I do bring uh, would benefit the project. So that's how we started together. So we've been, we've been together for, for more than a year now. It's been a crazy year. Uh, so many things happen. And then what, what more excites me is that how far we went from where we've been a year ago. Right, so that's that's when our uh, ICO was conducted, and that's when we finished and you know, successfully raised uh, more than 5.2 million dollars to the call in at that time. Um, and where we see now, and then where we stand now, uh, well, that's you know completely two different things, completely two different places. What a wonderful journey, and with such a with such a great positive impact coming with you in this wave. I can really hear the passion in your voice, and it's it's wonderful. Um, well, thank you very much, Julie. It's um, you know, it's a pleasure talking uh, here with you today. It's a pleasure uh, explaining 
what do we do? And then, you know, pretty much the main reason is why do we do it? Um, and uh, again, as I've mentioned, right, ever since I've learned about an opportunity to actually work and then um, stay connected with FinTech and also staying connected with the technology, with cutting edge tech, but also at the same time applying, applying all of that knowledge, all of that expertise uh, for the good. Um, so since, since I come uh, from the Ukraine and that's where I've been raised and uh, I've, seen, I've seen the world from two different angles, I've also had my entire life connected and attached to FinTech. Uh, and for me, it's an ultimate opportunity where I can apply my expertise and my knowledge in finance and fintech and then uh, stay pretty much, you know, uh, in touch and then stay connected to the cutting edge technologies that uh, that we are applying and that we're working and trying to push forward like biometrics, uh, blockchain and applying all of that uh, to pretty much social good. So applying all of that to actually uh, help and benefit our planet, to help and benefit the people out there. Uh, for me, it's an ultimate opportunity. And that's that's a win-win. So for me, yeah. So for me, it's, it's an ultimate opportunity to change the world. So what is the best way for people to, to also help change the world? You know, joining your open source code, becoming an ambassador, um, getting involved with your challenges. What's the best way place for people to come and learn more? Um, I guess I guess you already named uh, three of them. It literally <laughs> depends, uh, it literally depends on what exactly, uh, what exactly drives you, what exactly motivates you, uh, what is your expertise, what do you want to help and what do you want to change with, right? So as I've mentioned, we're not, we're not an NGO, so we're not there just to simply give out money, right? So we're here to actually create uh, a business that is sustainable, right? That is profitable, yet uh, it's it's actually focused on the social units, right? So if you're a developer, let's try to work together. Let's try to create a service that you would, you've would you always dreamed of creating. Yep, you know, providing you an access uh, to this unbanked people. Uh, if you're a company, let's see what kind of partnerships we can do. Uh, if you're a young startup, uh, we've, so we've conducted uh, our uh, first Humana Global Challenge, we will for surely do uh, further ones down the road. So again, if you're a new startup, um, you can join that program once it opens up again. Um, if, if you're an individual, if you already somehow and you're hearing this podcast and you live in Africa and you do understand that there's an opportunity, right? There's a, a possibility to change, then let's become, uh, if you do want, um, you can always become a part of our ambassadors program. So there are many different ways. It, it, it literally depends on what exactly uh, you're passionate about and then what exactly you would really love to do. Fantastic. Anton, thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you very much, Julia. It was a pleasure being here today. That is Anton Mezgavoy. He is the CTO at Humanique, and you can check out more information about them at H-U-M-A-N-I-Q.com. This has been Juliette Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.